welcome to episode 24 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the weekly podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. My name's Barry, and as usual, I am joined by Phil and Anthony. Hello. Hello there. So, we're doing this a bit later than normal at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, it's a bit hectic, hasn't it? Yeah, we've had the 20th anniversary of the Xboxes this year. Uh, We've got a 20th, sorry, a 30th anniversary for Sonic coming up soon. And of course, we're we're yeah, going into E3 three. at the same time. Yeah, we've just kind of tried to fit so much in. It's <laughs> just find it a little bit difficult to try and fit it all in together as easily as we we would have liked it to. Yeah, and on top of that, we even want to play some video games. I know. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. And even with all this extra time, Anthony has still not completed it. Shut up. That's the popcorn, the kettle black right there. Hey, hey. I completed this one. Yeah, Kinda. I mean, hang on, I'm sorry. What did we figure out that it takes 45 minutes to finish it off? If you know what you're doing? I ran through it three times. Oh, well, sorry, I got three endings. And I think on average it was taking me like three quarters of an hour, an hour to complete it. My first time did take quite a bit longer though. Yeah, I'd say your first time's probably about an hour and a half to two hours. Um, the first time I played <laughs> through it, I was literally going in every single door and I go in a room, the music starts pumping and go, nope. And go straight back out. <laughs> what I would say though is this. that two hours, or oh, well, forty minutes completion time. A good forty minutes of that is walking. You was running, wasn't you? Yeah. Now and again, yeah, but you can't do it a lot. I ran most of the time. I I kept tripping over. I thought, stop it. She can run over. She can fall over. I ran most of the time, and then to get back your stamina or your health or your sanity meter, I'm not sure what it is, but it seems to encompass all three, doesn't it? Yeah. See, I didn't know what that meter was. I remember going to a room at one point, though, and opening a birdcage. As I opened the birdcage, this bird attacked me, knocked me all the way down to red, and then I walked out in the next room, tripped over, and got stabbed by the uh, scissor guy. I was like, oh. <laughs> that was me done. Yeah, I think it's it's a bit odd, because there's part in the game where you do get hit, and it'll knock it down a stage as if it's like your health. Yeah. As you run, it'll also slowly degrade as if it's like a stamina. But if you see something horrific, it will knock it right down. And that's where you get to the point where you can't defend yourself or you tend to trip. I, th- I think it's technically called mental state. I'm not entirely sure what it's called. It reminds me a lot of, um, well, this came a lot earlier than it, but I played Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. I played that originally oh, yeah. before this game. That was very similar, where it had your mental state, so the more horrific things you've seen and the more killing you had to do the worse your mental state would become. Yeah, well, that whole game was based on insanity, and you know, all sorts of visions and everything, and hallucinations. It was a great game. Yeah, it really actually played with you. Have you ever heard of the game, Anthony? I have not heard of a game, no. Um, right. Not that I can think of. Just, so imagine a cross between Resident Evil and Assassin's Creed, and you're probably somewhere, somewhere about there. Assassin's Creed? Yeah, because you're replaying your ancestors... Memory. Oh, I thought it was the running, the um, I thought you meant with like the um, parkour climb up buildings. I'm like, this is why I was confused because I was thinking, where the hell does Assassin's Creed come into? I'd say it's probably more like Resident Evil sort of game. Yeah, that's why I put Resident Evil in there. Well, anyway, um, so your sanity ago, so weird things would happen. So you might see something in the distance moving. You're thinking, what's that? But it's only because your character's on edge and the sanity's going. It'll go to the point, though, where like your character's head will fall off or something. 
But then it starts playing with the player as well. One of the things it'll do is it'll look like it crashes, but then recovers, and then it'll show your memory card screen, and it'll start deleting saves from your memory card because it says it's corrupted. (laughs) And it'll just go black. And you're like, oh, no, I've been playing this game for five hours. And like, what what's going on? And then it'll pop back on as if nothing happened. You're like, oh, you lose. <laughs> even, even it'll turn the volume what? up and down and it'll have the old school little where it says vol with the triangle and all the little pips will yeah. start going up and down as if someone's messing with your TV. Uh, that's brilliant game. That sounds yeah. trippy. So anyway, that anyway, back to the game we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing to quick with this game. Um, for some reason, I couldn't get the sound to come out of my headset. <laughs> so I was trying to get sound working, I couldn't do. So I then walked around with no sound. Oh, did you I not mean, play the game with sound? <laughs> I could, for some reason, the sound, the emulator wouldn't put the sound out. I get sound from everything else. For some reason, I just couldn't get it playing. Ah, uh, because one thing I will say is, normally I'm not a big fan of the style of sound you tend to get the on the Super of. Nintendo. It's very echoey quite a lot of the time. It sounds like you're listening to it in a cavern. But for this yeah. game, it absolutely added to the game i guess because of the style of game it is you know it just made it that much more all my days i'm gonna die yeah i think any survival horror really needs the sound because the sound plays a lot on the atmosphere and is what gets you on edge Uh, yeah especially as i said not having the sound got me on edge i'm going around barry's they're going to me oh um yeah, you can hear when you know he's coming. We can hear the sound. I had none of that, so I'm in the room going around. He starts appearing. I'm like, uh, I can't go. Oh <laughs> like, no! The, what do the, I do? The music that and plays. then he comes over and just goes. Eh. The music that plays when he enters a room or when something's about to happen is the fundamental '80s horror slasher music, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, well, truly. Give me a second. I'll just play a bit for Anthony since he couldn't hear it. That sounds like a very dodgy organ slash electric keyboard sort of thing. Well, organs, it reminds me a lot of 80s horror movies and slashes. Well, yeah. organ, organs tend to be pretty big in even slasher films and everything because it gives that very churchy, eerie sound. Because it, it's, yeah, it's the massive vibration in the pipe sort of things. Yeah. And it's that sort of stuff that makes you think, oh, I think that's kind going of to die. the that the Super Nintendo was very good at reproducing through audio. Yeah. Now, obviously, along with the sounds, obviously part of the game was of the endings. Now, how many endings was there? Because you said there was quite a few, Barry. Quite a few. I think it's is it oh, nine endings? Yeah, I think Barry said it went from E, uh, sorry, A uh, to S E or more to G. Was it? Yeah, because I think S I got A, G. B, and G with the three endings I got. So that would be about eight endings. Because I think I got S, B, and G, I think it was. Yeah, because we got two two yeah. of the endings we got were the same. And I think one of the endings I got was similar to S, but just slightly different. Right. Now, I nearly did get one ending, uh, because I did climb in the car once, and she went, oh, what about the others? And then she got back out, I was like, ah, oh, for flip's sake, better go find the others, and went and died. Um, oh, I... And then Barry told me afterwards that you could have just gone back in and left them. I, I got the car ending. Uh, that was actually the last ending that I got. So, yeah, 
what it what happens is it just shows you driving off and it just shows like uh, an image of her and she's driving and you can see it from it's more like sort of her view and then you've got it's the her wing, view the, the with the mirror. wing uh, with the rear view mirror just in front yeah. of you yeah. and then you just see these giant pair of scissors coming up in the back yeah. seat oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then a scream and it cuts off yeah you see i had actually so how many scissor guys is there because i did kill him at one point one Okay, that's fine. So when I crash with the bookcase, it would have been fine. Because I'm walking so panicking, thinking, I'm going to get killed. No, no see... I'm pretty sure he was back after that. I got rid of him once. He was chasing me, and I had to go over a plank that was over oh, a yeah. gap in the floor. And as he came, once. I pulled the plank out from underneath him, and he fell down. Okay, because after but I killed him, I back. then went up to a place where a plank was next to the wall. I, I couldn't cross that bit after I'd hit him with the bookcase. Yeah, you yeah, used no. the plank to... You lie the plank down. I yeah. will let me lie down. He, and oh. Also, considering he plays a prominent part in at least four of the engines, I'm presuming. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is very much alive after you drop a bookcase on him. Yeah. Oh. So, what was the other ending you got, Phil? So I got the start the bells. So the 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 Billy falls off. You then. Yes. Yeah. So yep. at the end, you escape to the clock tower. Yeah. And. What you do is you start up the actual mechanism, don't you? And it starts ringing the bells. Yeah, Billy holds his head and topples over the railing and plummets. <laughs> yeah. his- um, and then walked over and the browner girl was dead on the floor. Right. And then the mother comes out with a knife. They have a bit of a struggle. And then some crows sort of fly in and topple her off the edge. Yes. Um, and then the other end of the got was similar to that. But they had a bit of a tougher with a knife, and instead she pushes the mother into the uh, fuse box. She gets oh, electrocuted. Yeah, I got. Um, they're actually the two endings I got, except the brown hair girl was just unconscious, not dead. Yeah, she was dead for me. Because then, then she stepped out of the clock tower in the rain, just on her own. Right. Yeah. Should tell you one weird way that I managed to die, and Barry was really confused and torn by this was that I got killed by a hand reaching out of a mirror and strangling me. Oh, I weren't confused. I, ju- I just hadn't seen that death. Oh, you, you were then like, again, you also got okay. killed by the parrot. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> the fact that you didn't get the parrot capped in the, trapped in the uh, the bed sheet. Yeah, but I, was, I, I, I just went to go and view a mirror. And as I'm looking in the mirror, this hand has come out and strangles me to death. Because <laughs> I think, is that <laughs> Wait, the where you need to get the perfume? Is the perfume? I got be. the perfume from a box that was on the stand. Right. Yeah. So I got the perfume, you, and then I saw I could look at the mirror. So I then looked in the mirror, and then just died. You need the perfume so you can get past the dog to go and meet Donald. Yeah. Uh, you show me. I saw an image of Donald, and <laughs> it was horrifying. <laughs> like an, another Donald in the world. Uh, who needs that? Thankfully, you drop napalm on him. <laughs> <laughs> just been with like. He's not really in it for more than. 10 15 yeah, seconds. Yeah, you kind of you open the curtains, is that? Yeah, gives a bit of a chase. Cu- you put your head in through the curtains. There's this horrible scream that, again, the game's very good at doing. And then he's revealed in all his glory. One thing that gets me about this is the amount of different ways you can either see the characters, other characters, you know, in how they're when they're dead, or how the ending is. So even though this game's only 40, 45 minutes when you play it through, well, you know what you're doing. There's a lot of different ways to do it. It's not all going to be the same. So you yeah. thinking about it, surely this game could take a few hours to get 
everything you want to see. Oh, yeah, to get all of the endings, you're probably talking a good 20 hours worth of playtime. I, I don't think that much, especially once you well, know. Well, maybe not, I suppose. Once you know what you're doing, yeah, it probably will cut it down quite a bit. But still, for a game, as games were reviewed back then, its replay value, I'd say it's actually pretty high. Yeah. I would say so. Because um, the amount of times, even though I did die, uh, good, fair few times, I still just jumped back on and carried on. So yeah. it's not one of those that you'll just die and be like, ah, oh, stuff it. What I will say, though, is the controls. The controls. Oh, trying to play a point-and-click game on a controller. No, thanks. Oh, I just used a keyboard. I just used a keyboard, and it was easy as. I think you're on about not being able to use a mouse. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, would be a shame, because there was actually a mouse available for the Super Nintendo. Don't know if this works with it or not, though. If it did, it'd probably be a play a lot better with it, because... It's just there was times where I got so fed up of clicking to walk here, walk slowly over, <laughs> press the light switch, and then she'd turn around and walk away a little bit. And oh, then yeah, that was And have to click something else, and then she'd walk over to that way. Yeah, she had to go back to this point where she'd left. And you're like, yeah. why couldn't you just take two steps and just and stop? The first time that I came across Billy, when you open the curtains. Oh, it took so the, the long to go. And... I'm there running back and fumbling with the door. And it's like, why, why are you just walking fumbling. slowly to she the door? She doesn't touch it. She just runs over the and stops and stands still. Exactly. And then just goes. I'm evil in that, in that regard, I, isn't it? I personally was fumbling with the door. Like, open the freaking door. I'm then mashing the body going, get out of the freaking door. You're like, he's getting closer. Just open the door. She's just stood there looking at it going, how do I open the door? Is it the handle? Is it? Is it? Is it? And then she goes, oh, hang on a second. I remember how to open the door. Handle. <laughs> yeah, it's quite frustrating at times because you're there panicking to get out and you're like, just fucking run. But it definitely puts you on edge of that game, I feel. I never had an issue with it actually fumbling to open the door. I just thought it was very reminiscent of Resident Evil, the way she'd run, sprint over to the door with someone with giant scissors about to impale her from behind. <laughs> And she'll just stop and then just casually open the door, open it, step through. And I'm like, just move. <laughs> you will, when I say fumble, I don't mean she was fumbling with the door. No, it was me. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Door. That was the problem. Right. Oh, oh see, I, I never clicked the door. I was hitting the run sideways button and just and she just did it herself. I never had to click on the yeah, door. Yeah, you see, that time I didn't realize that was a button. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found that very quickly when I was in the keybind. I was like, what does that button do? Loaded in, pressed it. I was like, oh, that's handy. See, I what must been- admit, originally, I didn't even know that you could, if you didn't do anything, she'd just have a sit down, relax, center herself a bit, and regain her sanity meter. I'm guessing, I by the way, Anthony just threw up his hands. He didn't know either. No. <laughs> well, he, I have he, no he only idea. found out when you mentioned it, like a couple of days ago in the chat. Yeah. Even though you tried to delete your message so that he couldn't find out. <laughs> He'd seen it too quick. Ah, done. But if you're a fan of those sorts of games, I reckon it's a game that you'd enjoy. I'm not a huge fan of point-and-click games. It must be said. I am. Well, it depends on the game, I guess. Because there's some point-and-click games where it might be point-and-click, but it's not quite like that. I mean... To me, thinking about it right now, RuneScape is a point-and-click game, and I wouldn't consider... What What game? RuneScape. RuneScape's not point-and-click. Not, not you that type of... walk around the keyboard. You point not, the mouse, yeah, click not where that, you I wouldn't call that point-and-click. Same way I wouldn't call Diablo point-and-click. Yeah, 
Diablo is not a point and click game. No, I'd you say you click with like your mouse Sam to move. Max or Monkey Island series. Because you use your mouse to click and select everything you're doing. I'd say it's definitely a point and click game. Oh, no, point well, in that case, so is Command and Conquer. Game. I wouldn't say Command yeah. and Conquer or Subcom's Supreme Commander is a um, point and click. Point and click is a very, very specific type of puzzle game. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder you if you've never actually it. played any um, point and click <laughs> games before. Anyway, I, 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 definitely some... <laughs> I definitely wouldn't call RuneScape point and click. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, so it was an enjoyable enough game. The puzzles, thankfully, weren't quite as crazy as the likes of Sam and Max, Monkey Island, oh, God. Broken Sword. There's still that puzzle in Monkey Island. I think it involved a hamster. That I, I, the... I cannot remember how I figured it out. I don't, I don't know if anyone knows how they ever figured out, <laughs> apart from just going, I'll click on that item and click on that thing. That didn't yeah. work. I'll click on that item and click on that thing. Go through every different action. Yeah. Hey, Monkey Island has some bonkers puzzles. Wasn't the no. one involving going behind a portrait and looking through the portrait to then do something else? And oh, I, I can't remember. I really can't remember. It's been, it's been a long Max, time. Though. That, that's not had a recent remaster. I, think I don't so. know how recent... I mean, recent enough, recent. I suppose. Recentish. I keep thinking of yeah. things are recent and they're like a decade ago. No, <laughs> I think it was like maybe I'm not. I'll have to double check it, but it was relatively recent. Um, and I think they redid it with Day of the Tentacle. See, one thing with this game that I found, also you know about the stamina, the state of mind that went malarkey. I remember going to a room at one point. I was in like a kitchen and I could see a fridge that you could on the other side there was a crate you could climb up into like a grill and I go over I start trying to climb up and as I'm in the middle of trying to climb over I'm struggling to get over and then the scissor guy walks on the side I'm like flip pull yourself up and then she flops to the floor and he's walking across the wall and I'm mashing the button saying get up get up get over the fridge and she's just going uh no and I was like oh great and they're going to die I guess I'll die then well, there was one room that I went into, and there was a hole in the ceiling. I was looking at it thinking, something's got to drop down from there, I can tell. And I'm going <laughs> around, searching, and just I out the know. corner of my eye, I see something, and as I look up, I'm like, did I see something, or didn't I? And I just sat there for a minute, just watching it, think, nope, nope, nothing did. And just as I went to look away, I just saw Billy's head pop out, look around and go back up. But yeah, I know the room you're on about. It's where you're going to stick oh, out the bar, didn't no. it? So I ran out of the room and I was thinking, it didn't drop down, but just seeing his little head pop out and just look around, <laughs> just kind of like put me on edge, thinking he's going to drop down though. And he never did. So then there was this... He did for me. Oh, he didn't for me. Yeah, when I went through, picked up the stick out the vase and as i was heading back he dropped out oh no i i got the thing out the vase yeah and i must have because i used it later on to go down the uh yeah yeah you, you put it in the other stick to get the ladder down don't yeah you, donald <laughs> yeah he didn't i'm sure he didn't drop down but i was on edge and because he didn't actually drop down there was like no release of like all the anxiety <laughs> that was building up so it was on edge for even longer then <laughs> Oh, That's one thing this game does very well is the suspense and the you know you are scared because of how slow you do walk how long it takes yeah. to do things and you know you're going you're clicking stuff in the room and i mean you know I, for, for the entire time i'm clicking around the room and i'm going at any time it could start it, now, <laughs> i could get attacked i have a question for barry on this game go on did you pick it because of the psychopath's family surname? <laughs> 
No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even know the names, actually, to be honest, until <laughs> I was halfway through the game. When you pointed out, I, I thought it was quite funny. I originally pl- When I originally played this game, I only played about 20, 30 minutes of it. And right. now I realize how close to the end that was. Yeah. You, you probably could have got a fair way through it in that sort of time. Yeah, well, I, I say I could probably complete the game in about half an hour to 40 minutes with a good ending. But yeah, picking a game where the psychopaths have my surname. <laughs> Cheers for that. Maybe it's something to do with the name. Doesn't it, Phil? <laughs> well, it's, it's slightly different. There's an S on the end of it. It's not less than the end of mine. Mm, maybe they're just talking plurals. Yeah, maybe. maybe, it was. maybe. Although, in all fairness, maybe. do you actually see the husband? I don't no. think I saw um, him in the game. Oh, from what? I, I only saw, was it Mary, the wife? You see the wife? Yes. You definitely you see, see both kids. The husband isn't the sister, no. is it? No, that's one of the kids. The two kids are Donald and Billy. He's not actually called oh, Donald, okay. he's called something else, but yeah, he's, yeah. Been, he's been christened Donald now. Um, I don't recall seeing. Obviously, you find um, the main character's father, but you don't find the yeah. father them all. So you play as an orphan who's been adopted by this family, and you actually find out that your dad's corpse is in this mansion. Oh. He was actually a doctor who helped deliver the two kids, one of yep. which is Scissor Guy, and one is <laughs> Donald. And I think it actually says that doesn't one of them, as he's, he's delivering them, bites off your dad's hand. It's something like that. Yeah, they're already like monstrous children they've been given yeah. birth. So they yeah. end up um, barricading him into a room and basically bricking up the door so he can't get out. And he just suffocates in this room, doesn't he? Yeah. Horrible way to go. This is but twisted. Yeah. yeah, it's, when, I, yeah. when I first started playing it, I wasn't quite sure. On, because of the style of game it was, I'm there going... I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. I, was like, I wasn't quite sure. And I played it through and died once. I'm like, hmm, I'm still not sure. And then I want to play it again and again and again. I'm like, actually, I'm it's, quite enjoying it. It's one of those games where it's very much, any point in click game, really. It's about the puzzles. It's about the story. Yeah. It's not about anything else. Yeah. The, the thing that I'd say Clock Tower does particularly well is the atmosphere. It gives a really good atmosphere. And it actually leaves you on edge. Like Barry was saying, when the head's popping down and he's looking around the room, you there's a lot of tension there. A lot of it leaves you on edge. <laughs> I was terrified the entire time playing it. I'm, I'm just like creeping around. I just remember going through a door one point. As I walk through the door, Scissor comes out of the um, window at the top, like you know, on top of someone else stabbing him as they crush down on the floor in front of me. I was like, oh my days, ran the other way. <laughs> See, in one of my playthroughs, that never happened. I actually found her in a pool being drowned and as she as she gets pulled under the water and as she like kneel at the next to the water to try and pull her out says a guy Billy whatever his name jumps out at you creepazoid yeah yeah there's definitely it seems like if you go through in different ways different things happen in different yeah, places different I'm wondering how much that ties into the multiple endings yeah well, I think a fair amount. When I played through it and she survived, I didn't actually go to certain areas where I'd seen her die previously, yeah. or at least not at the same point. So I don't know if the game's a bit like a Schrodinger's cat, where, you know, they're both in a state of being alive and have been murdered. 
and you have to actually <laughs> observe it for it to make sure it picks one of the two states. <laughs> so if you don't, if you don't find them dead, then by default they must have survived. For anyone, possibly including Anthony, who doesn't understand this reference, Schrodinger was a psychologist who I had this was theory. Man. Well, it was that as well. He had this theory where, well, it wasn't so much a theory. He had this idea where what he did is he put this cat in a box and filled the box with poison. He then sealed the box. Yeah, it's a vial of poison that may or may not have broken to kill the cat. Yeah. So both simultaneously alive, yet dead. And you can only confirm it by opening the box. So without a conscious observer, it's in both states, is what I think he was saying. Okay. Yeah, that was his hypothesis. No, no, yeah. Okay. But that's where the reference comes from. I think the playthrough where she survived, the only one I found was it, I think it was the blonde girl. Oh, I found, yeah. is it Lottie as well? She she was when uh, just before I went and met Donald. I'm trying to think if I saw her. I think I might. When you go past the dog. Yeah. She was on the floor there. Oh, yeah, um, yeah she was. But the blonde one I actually found in the bathroom, I think it was. Yeah, that's so you walk the in and there's like a bathroom with a shower curtain over it and you can hear drip, drip, drip. Yeah, you go in and she's all strung up. And you're like, oh no, and like it's like, oh no, she's dead. And then these pair of scissors come up out the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like two very slow frames of like? You see part yeah, of it's, a, it's a couple of frames. There's some more scissors. Yeah, and then yeah. He's there. yeah, yeah. Though I can definitely see where Resident Evil got a lot of its inspiration. I actually don't think it got much inspiration from this because there was only you know, uh, can... about five or six months between this launching and Resident Evil launching. Oh, right. Fair enough. They were it's very, very of... close together. I suppose it's because that idea of a creepy old mansion, possibly. It's just there was a lot of the the rooms and the styles of the rooms between the two games that I thought they were quite similar. See, the thing is, if you think about horror games back then where there were quite like this and horror games now... Horror games now will make you poop yourself. I feel like a lot of horror games now fall into one of two categories. And this definitely falls in one of those as well. There's either just loads of jump scares. So something like Fear. Yeah. uh, If you ever played that. That, the amount of jump scares in it. But I felt like by the end of it, I was either anticipating them or just wasn't as phased by them. Yeah. And then the other one is the one that keeps you on edge because you're so ill-equipped to handle anything at all. Not necessarily just the big evil thing in the game, but anything at all. I think so, Alien Isolation did a good job of that. Exactly. Yeah. Something it makes like you Alien paranoid Isolation. all the time as well. You know, you're always scared of when it's going to come from, where you're going to see it, and you don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. you know, Alien Isolation, not going to lie, as a terrifying game at some points. Yeah. But it's the best sort of horror game. The one it that is. actually leaves you on edge thinking, can I handle this? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm going to go hide in a locker. <laughs> See, that, that was my I'm problem. Alien Isolation, when the alien comes and you hide under a desk or in a locker or something, and the alien's coming up and it's like looking at you and you're in the locker and you think, oh, no, it knows me. <laughs> and then it comes up to the locker and you go, oh, no, 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 no. And then it kind of like turns its head and walks off. And then you see it disappear through like a ventilation shaft or something. <laughs> yeah. There's that build up of being anxious and well, quite fearful. But then when it goes to the release, like, oh, right, I've survived it for now. That's why I was saying before, 
when I was expecting Billy to come out and get me and he didn't, (laughs) I was just on edge for a lot longer than I would have normally been. (laughs) But yeah, I don't think enough horror games take that psychological horror path and instead it's the same with horror movies horror movies don't really do the psychological horror anymore like they used to it tends to be here is a big monster it's going to cause a lot of bloodshed and mayhem and mess you want the thing that makes your heart pound that really gets your blood going you're like (laughs) so going back to the game how do you guys feel aged how how much would you give it out of 10 um well, considering I've give every other game a two out of ten for some reason or another since <laughs> now, um, I, I I would probably say a four or five. Okay. I don't think it's Average. aged very well, just because of the controls. Although, in all fairness, I think it probably had issues with the controls back in the day. The atmosphere it creates and the story it tells are good. I'd probably give it. A, I'd probably give it a 5 out of 10. Okay. I agree with Barry, and I was going to go along the same lines of, you know, like a 5 or a 6. So, again, I'm going to sit with a 5 because, like I said, the controls haven't aged. I mean, I guess I know the style of the game it was, and the controls you had was limited then. But, you know, playing it nowadays is a bit fiddly. Yeah. With it, and it's a bit difficult to grasp with. Um, But, again... The game did really well. It played really well. Again, similar to what Barry said, it hasn't aged perfectly, I guess. Not many stuff does, but again, 5 out of 10, I think, is definitely reasonable for this game. I can't I can't really disagree with that. It's, middle of the road is probably about right for it. What I would say is, I'm not a fan of horror. I'm not a fan of point and clicks. So it's probably not my sort of game generally. That said, if this is the sort of game that you'd enjoy, aka a horror game or a point-and-click game, you'll you'll enjoy it. It's got a good story. It's The controls are wonky. Not going to disagree in that point at all. And I'd say 5-6. If it's a game that you reckon you'd enjoy and get your teeth into, it'd probably go a little bit higher. But middle of the road's about right. I'd say, though, age-wise, apart from the controls, which, as Barry said, even back in the day of the SNES, the controls weren't great. I'd say it's aged pretty well because it still gives you that that heartbeat and intensity, that that scare factor that you want from a horror game. And I'd say that's the important beat of it. So I'd actually say it's aged quite well. Well, this was actually the first game in a series. So there is actually three other titles in the series across the PlayStation and PlayStation 2 as well. Right. I was just having a quick look. The first three titles in the series are all point and click. Right. And the fourth one, it says, is a pure survival horror game. So I don't know how much that deviates from the first ones, but perhaps the PlayStation versions do control a little bit better. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, might use the thumbstick a little bit more than just the D-pad. But the original PlayStation didn't have a thumbstick. Oh, I didn't, sorry. No, you're right. So, overall, did you enjoy your time with it? I, while it wasn't my sort of game, just said, I did enjoy it. Yeah, whilst it was constant suspense of, you know, when's he going to come and kill you? So, yeah, you, me, regardless. Again, I did enjoy it. And just to clarify, because we're giving it 5, 6 out of 10, you're doing it as 5 is a okay game. Yeah, 5 yes. is 
5 is a totally acceptable, playable game. It's just, it's middle of the road. It's just nothing exceptional, it, but at the same time, it's not a bad game either. Precisely, yeah. I think if it had a better control scheme, it would probably push it further towards a 7 or an 8. Had the game allowed you to have direct control over the character, or even use the mouse that was available at this point for the Super Nintendo, I do think it would have improved the score, but I think only by a point. So I probably yeah. would have given it like somewhere around 6 out of 10 rather than 5. I don't think the control helped the game, but I don't think it irreparably done damage to the game's score either. Uh, if some, if anything, I think it actually probably did lend itself to this type of game because it made yeah. you panic a lot more as well. <laughs> as you said earlier, trying to open the bloody door. Yeah, fumbling with the door, yeah. Yeah. It's true. So, next month's game, or this month's now, is yeah. Anthony's Choice, which was... Perfect Dark. I'm looking forward to killing Anthony. Oh, yeah. Trying to play well, we not long had a Games Night, didn't we? Which we I mentioned know. last episode as well. I did actually want to play through a bit of Perfect Dark and do the counter-operative mode with Anthony as well. Yeah, that would have been fun. We might be able to do it online, you never know. You can, you can do it online. Yeah, probably. I thought like you two is going to stuff me over. <laughs> oh, well and truly. I mean... Well, we, we can play some multiplayer as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, laptop see, fun. And what was the one that could see through walls? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the one with the infrared. Um, what I was going to say is the one thing this had over Goldeneye, you could have bots. Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, and the other thing to add over Goldeneye is no odd job, so Phil didn't ruin it. <laughs> true, it's true. I, I was the guy that went odd job, or the monkey. Monkey? There was no monkey in Goldeneye. No, I was thinking of Time Splitters. Oh, right. The monkey. <laughs> right. So, this month's game is Perfect Dark. <clears throat> so, I get a playthrough, and uh, obviously I know I'm going to get killed by you two by quite a bit on that, but let's just see how this goes. And uh, <laughs> I can only tell from the look of your two faces that you're going to enjoy this game. It's a good game. It's been a long time since I've played this, though. Yeah. In fact, the last time I actually played Perfect Dark, this Perfect Dark, was on the N64, just after I found out there was a dual analog control scheme for it, which Wait, involved using cool. two N64 controls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so right. How awkward was yeah, that? I, yeah. I used to, instead of going to college, I used to play this and Goldeneye. Pretty much every day. You used to do everything except go to college. It's true. It's very true. Well, that's it for this episode. If you'd like to see more information on anything mentioned during this podcast, you can visit us at retrogamingdads.co.uk. You can also support the podcast and get ad-free episodes at patreon.com forward slash retrogamingdads. We've been the Retro Gaming Dads and we'll see you next week.